This week on Invasion of the Podcast, the Truffle Shuffle turns 31. Will Warcraft break the curse of the video game movies? And the Nacho Sorting Hat makes its triumphant return. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where we're taking over the world one listener at a time. Uh, I did not make up names for ourselves, so do I'm just going to... I can do you want me to do some names. Go, go for it. All right. To the right, we have, as always, Paul looking for Group Stedman. And to the left, I am Joe Shaman No Peters. There we go. There was some... That's. I was going to go with the Warcraft theme as well, but I think <laughs> I am looking for Group. You know, like, I'm always looking for Group. Yeah. Like, um, you know, the Tinder, Grinder. Kettle of fish. I'm, I'm always like, Craigslist. I, I don't know. <laughs> Craigslist. I don't know. It's just like looking for group, um, looking for bears. Did like, we ever explain <laughs> the shaman no thing? I know uh, that's kind of an inside joke. I just kind of came out that. Yeah, I. You know, I, I. One of the things we do try to avoid here is like inside jokes because I feel like yeah, uh, it's like we already have we already have the tropes of overweight white guy podcasting, so I don't need to have the snickering inside jokes thing, which drives me nuts when I listen to other podcasts. But uh, long and the short of it is that uh, Joe played a shaman and wow we were in a dungeon killing some stuff and this one guy who was talking on a microphone that joe couldn't hear nor cared to hear kept us calling joe shaman and not his name and joe was doing whatever he wanted and the guy just kept yelling shaman no what are you what are you doing shaman yeah. shaman no Need, needless to say it was because I, what was i like eight levels higher something like that and I don't geared know. geared to the nines and i was just basically melting everything and this tank was like like what? No, let me do my job. What are you doing? What are you? And I was just like, dude, I'm. I had he was just, but he was getting like he was angry about. He was it. getting and angry, and I'm just like, I'm cleaning all this stuff up. Shut up. Yeah. Like, so I was like, Shaman, no. But um, I could, I couldn't hear him. Paul had to relate the story. To me. So then, so now, like, whenever we're like playing games, so Paul's just like, Shaman, no. Doesn't matter the so, game. Could yeah. be, could be WoW. Could be, uh, well, I mean, uh, Rocket League. Yeah. <laughs> it could, could be Overwatch. I'm sure I'll just yell yeah, at it sometimes. But that's just to give you guys a little context. Yeah. There you go. Great inside joke story. So yeah. There you go. Right we, off the bat. We promise we won't do any more. Okay. Okay. Jokes, so. this, this episode but uh do you got anything before we jump into the news um no not really i mean i know you, like we we talked before the show about movies that you watched this week you saw oh, a lot yeah. of newer stuff I, I went and saw pop star never stop never stopping um it was good basically an hour and a half digital snl short uh by the lonely island so it was entertaining um a lot of satirical poking at the music industry so it was Kind of funny to watch. Um, it wasn't laugh out loud funny, but it was a good movie. Like I want to see it. Like I've spent, I've spent hours on YouTube watching all the the digital shorts anyway. So I feel like yeah. this would be right in my alley. And then I went and saw Ninja Turtles two um, on Monday. I liked it a lot. I was thought it was better than the first one. How was the crowd? <laughs> oh, the crowd was amazing. 
Best crowd I've ever been in. No, yeah, it was literally... <laughs> Everybody there agreed with me the entire time. The 36-year-old man in a matinee on a Monday watching a kid's movie. <laughs> yes, I love it. You're like, like, I was in the theater by myself to see The Martian just because I happened to catch it at the end of its run, and I thought that was a great time to experience that that you know, kind of movie. But there is a certain amount of like checking your life. Yeah. You're like, wait, it's a Monday. I'm I'm middle-aged, and I'm... Uh, I'm watching a Turtles movie. I, I didn't have anything else to do, and I was like, I might as well, because like, my girlfriend didn't want to go see it, so I was like, I'll just go see it by myself. Girlfriend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, but you know what's funny, though, is I got in the theater, and I'm watching the previews, and like, I got nachos, so like, I'm opening these nachos, and it's loud as hell, and I stop, because I'm like, oh, these are loud, and I just slowly start opening them. With nobody in the theater. With nobody in the theater. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? That's like, funny. And it's just like that mental conditioning, like I'm in an empty theater opening my nachos quietly. Well, that's true, because I mean, there's a certain um, etiquette yeah. with if, if opening movie foods, uh, but that's funny, because I was listening to... Uh, the newest episode of Radio Violenta with our, our friend of the show, Kevin Hornsby and, uh, and Rick, uh, and they were talking about opening movie foods as well and how uh, Kevin says he, he always wants to time opening food with like loud moments in the movie yeah. just to not disturb anybody. So it's like, are these movies that you already know? So you're like, this would be the time to open up uh, like the, the, the candies or whatever, like the yeah. loud, uh, I don't know. It's, I, there there I, was a trailer they had that I want I want you to check out, not because I think you'll think it's good, but I thought it was clever. And not a movie I would watch, but it was original. It's like about these aliens that go inside of trucks and monster trucks. Monster trucks. Have you seen the trailer? No, but I've read about the movie. It, it like it looked interesting and original. Like it looked too kiddie for me to watch, but I was like, that's a pretty kind of good concept. Do you think you'll catch it on a Monday matinee by yourself sometime no, in the future? I won't. <laughs> I would just said I'm not going to watch it, but like I, I, was I mean, like, but if it's a matinee and yeah. you got nothing else going on. I still wouldn't go watch okay. it. I'd probably I'll, go watch, I'll probably go watch it. But no, check it out. It was like, I was like, oh, this isn't bad. I'm like, anyway. No, I... I mean, I'm just saying that because Hollywood's out of so many fresh ideas that they come up with something that looks interesting. I just saw the headline like on the Onion AV Club and it said, literally, the literal title is this movie. And I'm like, I kind of interested in that. Yeah, because it, it starts out like... Um, the trailer starts out and it's it's very like... Um, what was that movie Abrams did? Super 8? Yeah kind of super eight-ish and like there's an alien and it looks like a squid kind of and it's got like sharp teeth and it looks kind of scary but then it turns into like this cute cuddly like toothless thing you know like okay. toothless from how to train dragon and um it like it drinks gasoline for some weird reason because the main character finds him in a junkyard he's hiding in the junkyard but he goes into his like his beater truck like he's got like this bigger like kind of like an old style like f-150-ish beater truck and the monster just like squirms up inside it and then like it wears it like armor but it could like drive it and stuff hmm. so and then there's like a whole family of monsters they got to go rescue from the government and then it turns into monster trucks and they have like these tentacles like the tires pop off and they just shoot off and pull the tires back on and stuff it, it looked, oh it it looked it looked i, th- I think i kind of want to see this now yeah, yeah so um, check it out yeah so i i didn't see any new movies this weekend so i've, I've talked about how I've gotten through my uh, my hell year of television and catching all that up. I finally have like weekends free now to not watch TV, which <laughs> that's a weird thing to say. So I actually decided. I know we talked last last week about um, our resolutions. Um, oh, I I, uh, I actually sat down and watched a movie that I had not seen before, 
I watched Django, the original Django. Oh, the original one. Yeah, have you I've seen that? I've not seen the original. No. Um, it's worth watching. Uh, it's just it's. I mean, it's so, definitely a, t- a spaghetti western. Yeah, a Franco I like Nero. This. Yeah. We keep we keep adding westerns to the show. Like yeah. this is building up. We're definitely going to have a western show. And it's just the whole thing of him. Just the, the opening shot is very bizarre because this is him slowly dragging this coffin across like this muddy terrain, and you hear the song, which you've um, you've heard. The theme song to Django, because it was played in Django Unchained, whenever you first see, um, oh, uh, what's his name? Django. Schultz. But, oh, uh, Schultz? No, no, no. no, no. Um, Jamie Foxx. Okay. Uh, when he's walking across the desert, you hear that. It's the same music. It's a really cool song, but it's a, just a really odd juxtaposition of this guy just like wearing this Union uh, soldier kind of gear and hat and just dragging this coffin, and you just don't know what his story is. So it's like It's a little uneven, because I mean, it's a spaghetti western, so it's yeah. going to be a little odd. Uh, but yeah, there's but some really cool moments in it, and there's some cool, really amazing imagery in it. So it's worth watching, and the score what, is really good what, too. Where did you watch it? Was it on? Um, it was. This was on Amazon Prime. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. I've been on a big because um, I just watched. I don't know if I told you on the the caster. I watched Good, the Bad, and the Ugly on the plane when I was going from Orlando. And I almost watched that, but it's a three hour movie. It and is. Django's ninety minutes. So yeah, that's why I ended yeah. Up you need that. to make time for Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and like that. It's on Hulu right now. Yeah, you can watch it for not for free, but it's on Hulu, and you could recatch up. But that, that movie's going to be fifty years old in, or is it fifty? Yeah, fifty years yeah. old in um, uh, December. Wow. So. Uh, so, so yeah, that's about like that. And the other thing I did too, um, I finally finished heavy rain. I, I, I went back and checked the day, the date when that game was released. Oh. That's a six year old game. Finally yeah. finished it. So, so that's one away how's, now. So speaking of Django, how's Red Dead Redemption looking for you? Um, I'm going to get to that soon. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, I remember what I told I know, you. I know you're going to ruin you, it. You have till I'll, I'll, you know, I should probably just ruin Mass Effect cause it's really not that no, amazing. no. I I have time to play video games right now, but my problem is that Overwatch just came out, and I'm obsessed with Overwatch. Now. Uh, we're not going to get into Overwatch. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that, that's, yeah. That's, that, that's like a whole cast. And yeah. I apologize if, if, if nobody's... If you, if you thought the inside joke talk was going to be terrible, our <laughs> Overwatch talk would just be like, there was a time where I saw a guy, oh, and yeah. then I threw a tire at him, and he died, and it was amazing. It was amazing. And then I had like my teleporter up, and it, yeah, it could just yeah. It could And turn then there's into, this, this uh, Swedish guy that just keeps banging a hammer on things. Greatest game ever made. Like, it just doesn't Space make sense. Monk monkeys and <laughs> cyborg ninjas and yeah. anyway hit the button yeah <laughs> good news everyone and then there's like a cowboy guy that has a robot arm and he shoots a gun and, and smokes a cigarette yeah. and they get away with giving him a cigarette, but not Tychus. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyway, enough. Like Overwatch podcast is coming soon. Not, not um, really. Yeah. So what do we got first? For, oh, the Goonies. Yeah. Talking of movies turning older. Uh, yeah. The the Goonies came out in the theater um, June 6th, 1985. Oh, sorry, June seventh, nineteen eighty five. So that makes it thirty one years old. Which is it's not. I mean, not that we're celebrating the thirty first anniversary. Goonies, yeah, it's a classic movie. I know a lot of people who have seen it. There's a lot of younger people who've never seen Goonies, but Goonies is great. A great coming of age movie that was out in the eighties. That was like basically a bunch of kids on an adventure. I mean, they have movies like that, like Monster Trucks, probably. You know, that that was our kind of Monster Trucks of our generation. Well, I know uh, it was a couple years ago, the North Ridgeville drive-in on the west side of Cleveland, they'll have a retro night during the week. Yeah. And I think I've talked about this before on the show. I know 
was it like two years ago, uh, Mary and I went to go see, they had the Goonies and the Back to the Future was the double feature. That's a good, that's a good back to, that's a good back to back. One of those she hadn't seen. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was Back to the Future. Didn't you tell me she's never seen Back to the Future? Yeah, so we watched, so that was fun to see that in the drive-in and the Goonies was just fun. I really want to go, I need to look it up. I really want to go see Ghostbusters in the theater before the new one comes out. And I bet you they'll, they are, they're doing a Fathom or whatever they do in the theaters thing. I'm sure that there'll be places around here that'll have a double feature of that too, probably. Um, So, but Goonies, though, it's like, it doesn't, if you watch it now as a grown up, there's some stuff in there that doesn't quite hold up, but there's still a certain amount of magic in there that you just love. The whole idea that you find an old treasure map and you know that you're going to, if you could find this treasure, you can save your, your little town because it's all being, because the developers were coming in, buying everybody out. And it's like, if you, then you know that if you, that's what I love about the eighties is everything was getting bought out and you had to save it. Yeah. And it's like, and if these, if everybody had to move away, then you lost your friends. Yeah. And that was all this was. And then you had like young Thanos in it. He was in that movie. Yeah. Thanos is (laughs) in it. Um, and it's, you, you see now why he was so angry growing up. No, uh, yeah. but it's, it's, it's a fun movie. There's some really smart things that still happen in that movie. Like the beginning, how there's the car chase that goes through with the Fratelli brothers, how that, how that goes through the entire introduction of all the characters in the town. Mm-hmm. So you see the car chase either in the background or the foreground, but you meet all the kids during the car chase because the car chase is going by them. Yep. And then there's the bit where, um, Corey Feldman, uh, Feldman, Corey, yeah, Feldman, where he, They're uh, both in it. <clears throat> Uh, he goes and smacks the TV because there's like a car chase on the TV uh-huh. and the TV turns off, but you still hear the car chase it, go by. Yeah, it's going by as he's doing it. Yeah. And then he smacks the TV again like it's not turning off. Yeah. There's some really good gags in there yep. that still I really hold that. up. He's like, oh, I, the TV didn't turn off. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Um, and just the whole adventure aspect of it and then like the whole, like the the different Indiana Jones-esque type uh, challenges. It's it's it's, it's like I said, the, Booby, pace, the pacing's traps. Yeah. The pacing's a little weird. Um, but some of it, some of it still works so well. And there's a certain magic in the end when you see the ship mm-hmm. for the first time. And it's like it. So yeah, if you haven't seen it, you know, please watch it. But 31 years old, that does not feel that old to me. And I know that's just a, that artifact of growing up. Yeah. But it's like, that's, that's a significant amount of time. Like you, you think just, they'll ever remake it? I hope not. Like, not yeah. that, not because like, how dare you ruin my childhood, but it's like, if you want kids having an adventure, make a kids having an adventure movie. Don't you don't have to call it the Goonies. Just go off and do your I own could thing. See, I could see them doing that though. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if they do, my only thing is, is instead of like they need to have the captain of the ship just be Captain Penis <laughs> instead of One Eyed Willie. Instead of One Eyed <laughs> Willie. Like growing up, like I love the eighties. How like adults like found some way to hide innuendos in childhood things like G.I. Joe and Goonies. Well, and there's that whole bit, too, where they go into the one cave and the girl is going to kiss the older brother, mm-hmm. but the younger brother goes in. Yeah. And then um, they're talking about how they're like, it must, there must have been a hole in part of the cave because he felt he felt shorter. Yeah. And it's like, and when did you get braces? Like, there's this whole weird thing going on there, too. It was just... And I don't, it just it was really funny. Also, too, with uh, Corey Feldman translating in Spanish to the maid oh, about all the cocaine God. and everything else. <laughs> that you know, bit like, where he's telling her all the stuff and scaring her. It was yeah. hilarious. So there's things in there that, that you couldn't get away with now with the kids movie, but they're innocent enough. Like it just it felt like it, you had E.T., which was like this monumental family movie. Mm-hmm. And then you had like the Goonies, which felt like the movie kids wanted like the, the, the it's cool to have the space alien raising guy or whatever he was. But this is like the whole idea that you could walk, go underneath a restaurant into the basement and find a tunnel that's going to lead on an adventure. Right. It's always, it's like, I love that idea. So, uh, yeah, 31 years old. If you've not seen it, 
it's worth the hour and a half to watch it. Oh it's yeah, fun. absolutely. I think it. I think it holds up. A, it doesn't hold up like super good, but it's definitely an entertaining movie. Yeah, and the dialogue still works too. And, oh, yeah. and, and the truffle shuffle. The truffle shuffle. Yeah. And and and, and uh, the de- and, uh, the devices. Yeah. Yeah. Of uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, data. Sloth. It was a data. A data. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the kid's name Sloth. Yeah. No, I was talking about and Sloth. And Sloth. So yeah, that, I thought that was fun to bring up. Uh, other quick things here to bring up as well. Um, we'll just we'll do the movie stuff here. Uh, might as well just keep going with this. Uh, Killing Joke, Batman the Killing Joke, which Joe talked about yeah. a little bit last time because he met uh, Mr. Kevin Conroy. Yeah, Kevin Conroy told me to go watch Killing Joke. Yeah, so you better I go said, do it. I I cannot not listen to Batman. Yeah, if Batman tells you to go do something, you, you go do, do it. it. Yeah. Uh, it will be playing in the theaters one night only. It's going to be one of those Fathom events like the Ghostbusters thing. Monday, July 25th in select theaters, uh, 7.30 and 10 o'clock. Um, this is like everyone's saying this is like it's an R-rated animated Batman movie of one of the best Batman stories. I think people should go show it some love and see the Batman movie you deserve in the theater. Yeah. So uh, and there's going to be other stuff too, like there's a little making of featurette stuff, and also there's going to be some more Mark Hamill like stuff to go along with it. Because uh, I I know you've done some of the Fathom events, like you went to the the um, oh yeah the, I went to the, the Sherlock uh, one the Sherlock one yeah and I went to there was a Star Trek one a couple years ago. That was the the two episode arc, the best of both worlds, where Picard was turned into uh, a Borg, and when they remastered the the series to put on Blu-ray, I went to that uh, was fun seeing that in the theater. I went to the Day of the Doctor too. When okay, they, when they had yeah. Tenet and Smith meet, yeah, so that um, was pretty cool. This, the, the Star Trek one I went to was actually a packed house. I was not surpri- I was yeah, surprised by like that. A lot yeah. of those were big. the Sherlock one wasn't too packed, but the Doctor one was was yeah. packed. So, but so. yeah, it's a killing joke. Uh, check it out. Uh, another movie thing here real quick. We didn't mention it last week because I forgot to bring it up. Uh, the Cleveland Cinemas have posted their 12 Hours of Terror lineup for October. I did it last year, um, made it all the way through to face my fear of American Werewolf in London, and then eventually meet the werewolf later. In my, you know, like, and, you know, he was cool. So, Did you tell him about the 12 Hours of Terror? Yeah, we talked about it, remember? Oh, okay. like, I, no, no, no. Did you tell David Naughton about it? Um, I, well, I don't... I didn't... I. I didn't. I just told him I was just scared yeah. of him as a child. It's probably not what you want to tell a grown up. I actually, you know what? I think I did tell him that it was the last movie in the twelve hours and how I kind of got through it. Yeah, yeah. And he was. I think he was happy that that movie still packs houses and people are still excited for it. So, I mean, if you're going to be known for something, that's that's a good thing to be known for. Um, but the lineup this year, uh, by the way, this is going to be happening in October. I'm sure I'll mention it again when we get closer to it. October fifteenth, you can buy tickets online right now. They're discounted price versus day of. Evil Dead 2, uh, Drag Me to Hell, which um, I like that one. I, like I didn't see like Drag that. Me to Hell. Uh, Piranha in 3D, which that's a fun movie. Is it, that the new Piranha in 3D? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. That was pretty decent. It, it's not a great movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, a movie called Pieces, which I'm not familiar with. That, that checks my street cred there. Trick or Treat. That's a good one. Oh, which one? That was the, the was that one that was done here? Yeah, it was set in Ohio. Okay, yeah, uh, but it had like um, Rogue in it, and uh, I didn't I didn't see it. I just the name. Oh, there's I some Battlestar people in it too. Uh, Hilo's in it anyway. <laughs> I should know that guy's name, but Carl Agathon Hilo is in it, uh, and then Reanimator, which I think that might be the last movie of the night. Oh man, Reanimator's so good. I have not seen it again. I'm waiting now. We have it in the house here. I think I'm going to wait for 12 hours terror to go see it because a lot of these I've already seen. And then a surprise screening, because I know last time was that uh, Boy Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which I liked, and then it tanked in the theater. So, oh, well. Anyway, I'll, I'll be there again. So, uh, video game news real quick. Uh, 
there's supposedly E3, they're going to reveal Elder Scrolls Skyrim Remastered for current gen systems. Or, well, the, I call it current gen now because it is. Oh, Xbox oh One. well, that makes more sense, but still, it's like. Well, when you told me it was like you were like Skyrim remastered, I'm like, why? I'm like, they remaster it like every week with mods. <laughs> like, there's no possible way that you could get that game remastered, remastered more than with like what people post pictures of Skyrim with real world, real world pictures in like 1080p, and then they're just like, guess which one's real? Guess which one's Skyrim? Like, my video card is so cool. Like, this is Khajiit for real. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is this is my, my my sister in a cat costume. This is a Khajiit. <laughs> Which one's which the real one's thing? Real? Um, I I didn't actually play Skyrim that much. Like uh, I didn't play Skyrim at all. Like I played Oblivion a lot, uh, Elder Scrolls Four, and now in hindsight, I wonder why because that game wasn't great, but it was it was good for it was next generation, like one of the first games for three sixty. It had some interesting things, but it felt like half a game. I feel like. I know a lot of people that play Skyrim, and I know I kind of miss out, but like at the same time, it's like how I play Fallout. I just get sucked yeah. into it, and I didn't want to do that, because I did play Fallout 4, and I just got sucked into it. I didn't get any of the expansions. I didn't even finish Fallout. I haven't but, finished it. Like, either, at one but... point, I just kind of like break up with it, and I just never go back to it. <laughs> but uh, it just kind of consumes my life. And with, and with Sky, Skyrim, like I started to play it, and then I... Got through like the half hour beginning part because you always have to have a Skyrim thing where it gives you like all this exposition. And even though you're a character that doesn't speak to anybody and doesn't really like you go up and they talk to you, whatever. Anyway, the the save file got corrupted like the first half hour. I'm like, I'm done with you. I'm not doing this again. Huh. So maybe, maybe I'll get back to it. <laughs> but knowing me, probably not. Uh, well, something else I want to bring up as well. And I know you probably don't care about this a whole lot, but. Uh, Bethesda might also um, release information about Prey 2. Do you remember Prey that came out for the 360 years ago? Yeah. I thought that game was awesome. And then they were actually developing like Prey 2. Game. I beat it, too. Like, oh, I, 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 rent, liked, I, I, I remember it. I, re- I rented it, and I had it on vacation with me. We went to South Carolina, and I took my Xbox with me because I was like, I'm everybody's going to probably sit at the beach, and I'm like, I can only do the beach for a little bit. <laughs> so I literally played Prey the whole vacation, and I beat it. And I remember that game. I was always so mad because I'm like, there's no challenge to this game. No, there's not, unfortunately. Like, you but die. I thought, I thought the world was cool. I thought the concept was neat. I liked I liked the world building in it. The beginning part when you're in the bar, and you're just kind of waiting around, then you get abducted and everything. Like That was really cool. It does get crazy. But like I kept getting... Wow. You're getting all wistful and just tired here. Yeah, it's wearing me out. No, I kept. I remember dying, and then it's like you don't really die. You just go into the spirit world for like ten seconds, and then you come right back. And it's like that's how real life is. I don't know. Yeah. Like, so you just get a bow and arrow and kill all the spirit bears, and then they're like, "Okay, you're good to go." Yeah, go on, so, finish what you're doing. <laughs> uh, I like that one because at the time it was unique to have the the gravity switches to switch the gravity and go back and forth and everything on the ships. And I thought that was neat. Uh, but pray to the original information for that game was neat. And then it got canceled. I don't know if this is going to actually be a sequel or if they took the bones of that game and are going to come out with something different. So I'm excited for that. So anyway, that's it for, for news news. I have a surprise story. Surprise though. story. Go ahead. All right. Uh, this is from uh Staunton, Massachusetts, a man suspected of stealing candy, energy drinks, and razors from a Massachusetts pharmacy didn't have to break in. Uh, police tell um, the, the whatever the local paper that this man simply slept in the CVS store on a Sunday night and then slipped out unnoticed Monday morning after it reopened. So this guy just kind of went in like a half hour before they closed, stayed all night, 
took a bunch of candy, energy drinks, and razors. And then when someone opened in the morning, they saw him and he ran out. So I thought that was like, that's a really weird plan. <laughs> that is a weird plan. <laughs> and I just like the idea. It's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to slip in, eat all the candy and energy drinks I want all night in the CVS. And then, you know, maybe maybe get a little grooming how did, done. Little how grooming. did like, the cameras or the uh, sense security sensors not get him? That's weird. I mean, there's footage of him in there now. They they, they went back oh, and played so the Oh, so he was like walking around. Man, yeah. I would have wrecked that store. <laughs> so my, my I would have opened you. everything and been like, I'm going to eat one <laughs> Cheez-It out of each box. And then I'm going to use floss on each one of these, but only a little bit on each teeth. Just through the entire house. Do like yeah. all the makeup on yourself yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and like all all the, the senior care stuff. Just knock it down and bend the canes and everything. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Make make myself into a mummy with all the gauze and just run around for like twenty minutes. <laughs> Go to the little photo development place that no one uses anymore and open up all the reels of film. Like <laughs> try just, all the Doctor Scholl's on. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I like this one. Oh, this yeah. is coming. Um, I could I could do a lot of damage and if I, mean, I was locked in a CVS. There, there's a whole pharmacy in there. You think that they're like not that I'm condoning people going and stealing things, but there's a lot of money to be had. Oh, yeah. well, the I think I bet you they lock that stuff down. They probably just don't leave that. that out. That's like, true. They do the stuff out on the the. the, the but cookies. he gets some like extra strength aspirin or yeah, right? some, like Allegra D I don't know. Like he could have, you know, all sorts of stuff. But my question to you is if there's a store that you could be stuck at overnight and there'd be no consequence, where would you go for one night and then be like, ha ha, you guys didn't catch me. <laughs> I don't know, man. CVS sounds pretty good now. I, I think like Costco would be like awesome. Costco would be kind of cool. Um, I don't know overnight because like if you say something like Best Buy, it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to play with the TVs for like all night or something? <laughs> Like in the computers, no, that wouldn't be fun. But yeah, like I would probably go cause some shenanigans in a grocery store or a, a CVS. I think yeah. a CVS would probably be a lot more fun. Costco, there's a lot more stuff, but like, yeah, probably a Costco or a Walmart. Because then you can set up an entire like living room for yourself and just yeah. Kinda go. And this is my area. Like Walmart, I would build like you could forts. do a fort. Yeah, yeah, I would build. I would build like two forts and like have them fight each other. <laughs> I don't know. Invite some friends in. Yeah, I would be like, "Hey, come on in here. I got Walmart for the night." Yeah, and like, <laughs> and then like just sneak attack down the yeah. aisles and stuff. I would just stuff. go get duct tape and duct tape random things together, and make forts <laughs> or weapons. Just duct taping things yeah. together. And anyway, I thought that was funny that this Braid guy the Nerf gun aisle just snuck in and was like, "I'm just going to drink all his ears." So I got a, I got a, yeah. I got a surprise story for you too, kind of. So my buddies kind of like got me hip to this. Um, so somebody, uh, it was. Where was this at? It didn't really give me. It was on Engadget. Uh, it was at the Market Fair in two thousand. Uh, this year's Market Fair. So a kid at the Market Fair he took a Nintendo Power Glove and basically reassembled and gutted it with a Wi-Fi transmitter and the flex sensors and other components, and he turned it into a for controller for a drone. Oh, neat! So um, the way that he had it set up was if he clenched his fist i believe it decelerated and then if he opened it it would accelerate and if he pointed up it would <laughs> it would it would uh, it would ascend and if he pointed down it would descend so like the controls he had for the hand motions the drone actually moved up down that's cool right yeah that is pretty cool so um it's it's almost like having like your own personal falcon that you can just yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and and it was like it was neat they had a video on on uh on their website with it and he was like demonstrating just some regular movement with it but i mean that's 
that's impressive, but it's not impossible to think considering that we do all this stuff with our phones now. I just want a whole gang now. I want to see gang fights where come out people with these different tech gloves and they have drones and they just like fight each other. Uh, kind of like that, robot wars. Yeah, that would like, be really yeah. cool. But it just like makes me think that other hand gestures are not being tapped. Yeah, it's like you, you if you want to throw the bird that just dives bomb dive bombs people. It's like you know, give them the wink and the gun, wink and the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. That was my surprise story because <laughs> we like surprise stories here. Usually uh, we go over news, like what are we going to talk about at news, and we we kind of bounce it back and forth. But uh, Paul usually always has like a surprise story, and then I found one. So yeah, there you go. So um, all right, that was that was a lot of news and inside jokes. So now onto this. And now for our feature presentation. Uh, so Friday night Warcraft comes out. Yeah, I mean probably they probably have like the early Thursday show. Thursday too. it'll probably yeah. be out. So Warcraft, if um if you have not been looking at television at all, uh, <laughs> or a computer, um, is or, or uh, I'm sure there's food products out there too. I'm sure there is like like Warcraft K cups, um, <laughs> but. Uh, Warcraft this, based... this does taste like blood and thunder. You know? like... <laughs> yeah, Warcraft is based off of the game, the actual, the real time strategy game for the computer that came out in the nineties. Yeah, which uh, uh, before we go too far in the so far, like we have not seen it yet. I'm excited for it. I'm a big, I'm a big World of Warcraft fan because I didn't really play the Warcraft RTS games, which uh, I know Joe played a lot of those. A lot of the reviews are calling this a World of Warcraft movie. And that, to me, is like, that's not the experience they were trying to yeah. instill. Because that's a different story, and it's also like, I don't know, I'd, how do you make a movie about an MMO? It's, it is, it is well, it's it's hard to make, it's it's hard to take a franchise that had its roots in a, in a real-time strategy setting. And now that it's flourished into the 800-pound gorilla that World of Warcraft is, um, that's what the world knows. Like That's fair. You know, you know it's just like... Um, you know, you got your Avengers. It's like if you know if people didn't throw back to like stuff that happened, uh, you know, um, before the Avengers in the comic books and things like that. You know, it's starting from the ground up. And and, and I thought that that was kind of bold of them, honestly, because I feel like if they would have started more towards the beginning of World of Warcraft with a lot of the characters that the players are familiar with, then they would have had a probably a, I want to say a better draw. Because I don't, not to say that it's not going to draw anybody, but you've got a player base of how many millions of people? Uh, they don't release it anymore. Oh, they don't like talking about it because well, it goes up and down, probably. Yeah, because so the last the last time they had a number actually released was like seven and a half million, which but is where did it peak at? Like twelve point five, like twelve twelve point five million players, and granted that's global, but I know people that played World of Warcraft. There's that, countries with smaller populations in the world that don't play. Yeah video games at all but they played wow you know like there was um uh i remember when i was playing it a long time ago shaman uh, no <laughs> <laughs> inside joke brought back anyway. i went out to um i went out to dinner with some friends and one of our waitresses was somebody i used to work with when i first started a blockbuster and i was like oh hey how you doing and she was pregnant she's well as you can see i'm pregnant i'm like oh that's cool and i like i heard i knew her her boyfriend and I was like, "How's he doing?" She's like, "Oh, he's good." And I'm like, "Well, you know, what else is what else have you guys been up to?" Or blah blah blah. And she's like, "Oh, well, you know, we play WoW a lot." I'm like, "Really? You play WoW?" <laughs> like it was just kind of weird, you know. Just to, and and she's like, "Yeah, I don't really play video games, but I don't know. He got me into it, and it was just kind of like, oh." And then I know so many people that like, you know, they are talking about 
playing or not playing they that, that I know that don't play video games regularly and then all of a sudden they're playing WoW. Yeah. So it's like those people were exposed to the Warcraft world through that game, but they're going so far back. They're going like a good almost 15 years back from story-wise. Story-wise, yeah. and not 15 years in the game time, 15 years in real-world time that they developed that. So I feel like, you know, like people are going to go to this movie and like there are some people who know the lore enough to see this movie and go, oh yeah, that's Medivh, that's this place, that's that, you know, recognizable places in the game. But then there's going to be a lot of characters that they probably don't recognize because in, in World of Warcraft, those characters have been dead for a long time. Or, I mean, there's and there's also so many characters that it's hard. Like, orc names are always really rough-sounding names that come out of yeah. here. It's just like, you know, that's, you know, something, something, Angry Fist or whatever. It's like all of them just very aggressive-sounding, mm-hmm. like, you know. And a lot like, of... Like, uh, Spike Thunderman. Like, I just... That's not really a good name, but that, my point is, like... Spike Thunderman is a good name. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's my new orc, orc, uh, orc warrior, Spike Thunderman. But a lot of reviews are also commenting about how... It's catered towards the people that played the game or know about the game, and and the, it doesn't give a good spectrum. And, and and to somebody who doesn't know anything about it, they'd watch it and they're like, oh, these are just kind of throwaway characters. They don't really talk about who they are. Like you know, um, uh, I'm trying to think of um, like like Gul'dan. Like Gul'dan's in it. Yeah. Which Gul'dan is the orc warlock who basically kind of opens. He's what like, kind of screws everything up. Yeah. He's, he. He's pretty much like the 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 main bad guy through this movie to yeah. start. So so he kind of screws the whole orc you know population over basically. So, but to, to your point, um, I have a friend of mine that I work with who he's excited for the movie. He's never played any of the games, and so while we're at work talking about it, he's like, "Hey, what should I do?" And one of my other coworkers is like, "Yeah, you should play the game or look at this. Here's some websites with this information." And after that person, you know. Like they did their thing, I just kind of whipped this like to the side. I was like, "Hey, you don't want to do any of that. Just, 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 you know, just experience the movie. See what you think about it on its own merits. Yeah. If it's exciting to you and you get the plot, because I almost want someone to blank slate to tell me how they felt about it. I want to hear that too. Yeah, because I, everybody I know has played World of Warcraft. Almost yeah. everyone. Like at one point in time, they were like, even if they were like, I played it for like a month and a half. Yeah, like for the free trial, and it was fun, but I just can't dedicate the time to it. Blah blah blah. Yeah. blah so he doesn't know? understand like, like, not not as an you know, ignorant standpoint. Just he's just never never bothered to check into this. So yeah. I want him. I just want to get from him a feeling of, did you get the conflict? Did you did you get the shades of gray? Like, what did you think overall of the motivations? And does this make coherent sense to you as a film, not just a movie about a video game? That's what I want to ask. Well, here's the problem with video game movies, because I wanted to talk about video game movies in general, um, because you've got a great source of um, uh, material with video games. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's it's tricky because it's infantile uh, in a sense that video games really have only started to become very story-driven in art within like probably the last, I want to say, 15 to 20 years. So the directors that you're getting, now you're starting to get into an era like Duncan Jones, who directed uh, Warcraft, 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 he's directing Warcraft, was a player. So like, let's go back to like 95, I think, 95, 96, when you had people making Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, which were giants in their... Um, respective arena of of arcade and video games and these games pulled a lot of quarters and pulled a lot of attention and everybody loved and knew all the characters 
And somewhere down the line, an executive was like, let's make a movie about this. But what they did was they took a movie or they took a game and they built a movie around it. Mm -hmm. And the directors, the writers were all people who at the time didn't really grow up with video games probably. Or maybe there was like one or two guys that probably played video games or something like that or got it. You know, so they would develop these game movies and some of them did okay and worked with what they could because some of those games like Mortal Kombat wasn't a terrible movie. No, it's not a good movie at all, but there's a lot. You can tell that they they tried to appease like the fans of the game series because mm-hmm. um, it's like there's a stuff in there like but like, they structure it around uh, like a kung fu movie that you could probably feasibly watch or have gotten from like you know like um, like masters of kung fu or something like that like you could you could see it's like it's a ragtag bunch of people trying to save the world by doing martial arts but again but if they, in that movie like sonya blade like she's a main character but you really don't care about her as a character right it's, so you don't need to really know that she is like one of the formidable fighters in mortal Kombat. like it's just like they introduced her she was chasing uh kano kano and and then she had a she had one fight scene with Kano. Yeah, and like then everybody went off to Billy Madison. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah, she did. Everybody kind of got their respective fight scenes. But my thing is, is like you know, we're slowly getting into the era where these people who are making these movies grew up with these games more, and we should start to see not only is the technology there to give us what we need, but you know, there should be people who can who can be true to the source material and be good writers. Um, unfortunately, like video game movies, like they have a bunch of material to pull from because even your, even your, uh, like I don't want to say mundane, but even your real basic first person shooter has at least three to four hours of story dialogue in it. Yeah, like there's long hours of gameplay. I mean, you take a game like Mass Effect, like which is a huge story driven game, and everybody is in love with Mass Effect story, and they want them to make it into a movie. But you have to remember, you played that game for like seventy hours of gameplay. Yeah, condense that into two hours. That's very very hard to do. But well, so did you watch Doom with? The yeah, Rock? I saw Doom. How was that? I've never seen that. It it was good, but like it no, it wasn't good. It, <laughs> it was like I don't know. I don't know why I didn't get the Oscar that year. It, it I it was a long time ago. I went and saw it in the theater. They have a scene in that movie, and it's interesting. You should bring up Doom because they have a scene in that movie where it goes first person, very hardcore Henry. Okay. And that was like the first time they did that. And it was almost like you watched that whole movie to get to that point. Because it was something that was never really done in a movie, but it threw back to the game and gave you that feel that people do when they play the game. Okay. And it was probably one of the more exciting moments of the movie. Okay. Um but other than that, it was almost like a sci- a throwaway sci-fi horror movie. So that um so you mentioned uh let's go back to like one of the first big video game movies. So you talking about Super Mario Brothers. Right. And as much as that movie's bad, as much of it doesn't make sense, um, you I don't want to give the movie credit, but they tried to go different with it, but keep some of the ideas the same because you have two you have two brothers that are plumbers that are not two brothers. Two brothers that aren't good at their job evidently. They just go running into a pipe and they end up in this underworld to save a princess. Right. It's like how much you, you need that in this case, you need more content. Right, and it, it's like, so you had to come up with all this weird stuff around it, and you Which, had just Hopper as Koopa and all this other stuff, and it's just well, they did it. They did what they did what they could with it because, like, at the same time, you're making a movie about a video game that's a cartoon, yeah, very cartoony. And it's funny that this comes up because, like, I don't want to jump into Turtles, but like when I went and saw Turtles, Turtles was a cartoon By itself in the theater. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That's not like pathetic. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, I'm never going to go to the movies again. I'm just going to ever. I'm just going to I'm just going to pay for my girlfriend to come with me and sit there and look on her phone if she doesn't want to watch it. <laughs> um, so, uh, but like with with Turtles, it was a cartoon, which is like if you sit down and you watch Nickelodeon and the way that it's written and the plot and like just the action. It was done, it was all done and written in as a cartoon. Like, you could definitely tell that there was parts of the plot you didn't have to think about, and it was just like, here's what we're going to do with this to make it seem realistic. Um, you know, like, I, I told you about some of the stuff, but, yeah. but like, the same thing with Super Mario Brothers. It's like, this is a dude who just goes from left to right and jumps on turtles. Like, we can. They did a good job, like trying to make it reptilian centric in a and sense. And try to give some type of depth to it. I just feel to, like the movie itself wasn't good, but they tried. Like, could you imagine though if they had made it now in a sense where Hollywood would have taken the CGI and been like, okay, let's make Dennis Hopper actually a monstrous like dragon turtle. Yeah, you know they they would they couldn't have done that back then because the 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 special effects weren't really there. It probably would have been like a like a animatronic monster yeah which you animatronic monsters don't make you feel like it's a main bad villain they're kind of you know that's so. fair but i mean yeah super mario brothers is definitely kind of painful to watch. you know it was another painful movie to watch was double dragon i was gonna bring that up cleveland oh, cleveland's own double cleveland's dragon. own double dragon um when they were filming on the cuyahoga it was like oh but that movie was really Wait, hard to watch you, that wasn't hollywood that was supposed to be hollywood what yeah yeah I know. that was another one that had no like they tried to add all this other like like nonsense to it and it's just like i had a friend of mine back in the day say that if he if he could make a double dragon movie it'd be a grindhouse film like total gritty where you have two dudes going talking to this girl just hanging out and someone burst in punch her in the face throw him over their shoulder and just walk out and the two guys look at each other and be like we have to go save her and it would just be an hour-long fight yeah that would be back. an awesome because that's all double dragon is that's all the whole movie is and it's like it would just be constant fight after fight after fight yep. just to go get this girl that may be their girlfriend you don't know and that's the way the and it's like that to me would be fun and ridiculous yeah. so um but so to speak to your point though about how do you take a whole world and condense it into an hour and a half two hours yeah um you wanted to to mirror it with comic book movies. How for the longest time, the industry and everyone kept saying you can't make a, go- a good comic book a movie. Good comic book movie, yeah. And I think part of that was one: the audience they didn't give the audience enough credit to understand the nature of a story. Like so, now we're at a point where most audiences are smart enough to where it's like we're going to drop you in and give you this, and we don't need to go into origin, origin, origin. Like you can accept this portion of it and be like, and now off we go. While they felt then you had to have a whole hour of like explaining why Batman's Batman, yeah, and very limiting. When other movies well, before that, like I you, think... you, we talk about westerns. Westerns had very little information for the most part. Every time one of those things would start, and you just go to the world, you know the characters, you don't know their motivations till later. That, but you accept it. But that's the problem. I think that, but but that's it. I think that's the problem with video game movies is all these movies have to be made like 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 um like Raimi Spider-Man and they have to be made like, you know, Tim Burton's Batman where they spend a large amount of time doing origin pieces to get you introduced to these characters. Like you have to know who Duratan is. You have to know who Gul'dan is and Black Hand from Warcraft and Lothar. You have to know who all these characters are. So you have to spend time in the movie to meet them. Nowadays, when we watch a superhero movie, we're like, oh, that's Iron Man. We know what's going on with that guy. We do. We do. But 
we never used to. Now we do because somebody took the narrative and did a good job with it, and now they're running with it. The thing with these video game franchises is they can pull it off as long as they pull it into a franchise, but they have to have that first one set the stage. Super Mario Brothers kind of could have done that because everybody knew what Super Mario Brothers was. Yeah. Um, you know, also, like, with um, with a lot of video game movies, uh, I think that they they don't really put a lot of like strong like writers into it they you know what they generally don't, those are lo- those are looked uh, as low budget and high turnaround yeah like and what they what they tend you know one of the things that marvel succeeded with with comic book movies was they took their writers of their their properties like the the people that are writing amazing spider-man the people who are writing invincible iron man you know those people were consultants and they were actually brought in and then I'm, I'm not saying that they don't do this with video game movies but more often than not studios they don't have to pay somebody they won't and if they want to use these people they use them kind of very sparingly like take a take a, a company like blizzard bioware or um uh naughty dog yeah. that make amazingly story-driven games and like have their writing team sit in there like they do when they're working on the Avengers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe that will translate it. Like you don't have to get a carbon copy of Mass Effect. No. But if you like I I know right now they're trying to write the next chapter of Mass Effect. Take some people from that team and say, "Hey, You've worked on this world before. Continue working on it, but work with these people that write screenplays. Yeah. And then once you have that coherent story, it's what makes great games too. Because, like, honestly, Mass Effect's gameplay is not groundbreaking or amazing. No. You play that game because of the story. Yeah, in the world and everything and, they create. Yeah. And and people always talk about, like, oh, let's get a Mass Effect movie out. It would fall into the same category as Warcraft. Like, War- Warcraft has rich history and lore. But it's something you would have had to invest time in, and that two-hour movie is no way going to do it justice. Even though you've got a lot of people working on it great, like Duncan Jones, Warcraft player. I watched a funny thing online with him and some of the cast where uh, they were showing people pictures of monsters from the game, and they had to name them. And the one actor who played, uh, I think, Duratan or Duratar. Okay. I can't remember. He played one of the orcs. Uh, But him and Duncan Jones knew... Who just pretty much who all like the you know the picture of a cloud serpent or uh, Cro-Magnus yeah. you know it was just like they know who that was and or or Yog Saron they were like oh yeah that guy was and they would talk about the fight it's like they played the game yeah you know and then you had like the other three actors who were just like you guys got this you know because yeah. you know so it's like you have people you're getting into an era where these people that make these movies are starting to care about these games um, I mean there were some successful ones like I thought Resident Evil was decent enough but the the thing with Resident Evil is it had the horror movie franchise genre to carry on its back. Yeah. So like a lot of these video game movies that I think do successful or are somewhat successful usually fall into the realm of horror. Well, what I was going to say and, and here's another admission. I've never seen a Resident Evil movie. I just Oh, I really? Yeah, I just I Paul uh W.S. Anderson I have a yeah. I have a love hate relationship with that guy. He he directed Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. and because of Mortal Kombat, they almost gave him X Men, but he didn't have time to do it. Whew. But he's like, I have this passion project. Here's a script I like a lot. Actually, it wasn't his passion project. Uh, he made Event Horizon. I like Event I Horizon Event a Horizon. great deal. And and then he does Resident Evil, all this other stuff. And then he did Death Race. And the the original Death Race, the remake of Death Race, is actually a lot of fun. But everything else he's done, I've hated. So I have so I've not seen the Resident Evil movies. Um, I would I would do this. Watch the first two. 
because the first two stay pretty true to the game. They keep it within the zombie realm. Then it starts to get into more like how much of a weird, super-powered character can we make Mila Jovovich? And I'm okay with them going off in their own direction from because the Resident Evil games get into some weird corners too. It does, yeah. and but that's the thing is like a lot of people talk about the game canon being one way, and then the movie going a different way and focusing on Mila's character, which mm-hmm. I love her character. But they start to just kind of take away, and it's not like about a zombie movie anymore. Like yeah. the first movie, great people stuck down below underneath raccoon city and there's a zombie outbreak there's a lot of zombie action second movie a lot more zombie action upstairs um they even threw in like nemesis is in there who i've was, was I, one I know of my, i know who that is but i haven't yeah but know. he was one of my bosses remember last yeah, couple, yeah, yeah yeah he was one of the bosses so i was like oh great they put nemesis in there then they even put a scene that was a cut scene from one of the resident evil movies in there that they almost did frame by frame that was pretty much like a thank you to fans who actually play the game because I remember watching the thing and I was like, I just played this game. Like, this is exactly what happens in the game. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'm glad that they put that in for people who know what it is. So I have two points and I'm sorry. I want to get back to your talking about comic books. So I think part of the reason you're right about getting the right people in the room for that. Mm -hmm. But I also think comics is a medium is already set up for arcs for, and also for time. It is. Because like most most how how long is a comic book now? Like like twenty some pages? Yeah. With and then you put ads in there, you get like a thirty page book. That almost breaks down perfectely with a thirty minute T V show. Mm-hmm. Right. So you get like um three books, you make an arc, you can have feasibly a script for a movie. So I feel like writing for a comic even though it's different because it's more long form, you already should know about how to write character beats and move the story along, and it's and, and so that should translate better to a screen. With video games, though, I worry that you do have these big stories because the whole point of a video game, when like when you boil it down, is to have a singular experience with the world somebody presents to you. Um, like uh, Shadow of the Colossus, I, like I know I'm bouncing all over the place with games. Not a lot of dialogue in that game, but that game's beautiful and amazing, and it's an interesting story. I feel like something like that could make an interesting movie because. There's so much detail that's just they don't say a whole lot. It's just you go forward with it, and you're on this quest, and you're fighting these large monsters. It feels very Jim Henson, um, like Dark Crystal yeah. Labyrinth type of thing. Um, but still, that's still like a ten hour experience. So how do you have? Because to get to it, the way movies are written, there's a three act structure. Video games don't have to adhere to that, and they could wander all over the place. And with the, the idea of side quests and additional content and everything else, and also on top of you might play a game completely different than the way I play it. So your outcome and experience is going to dictate how you feel about a property than I do too. One of the properties. So you bring that up. One of the properties that made me think of that, uh, when you said that was the Hitman franchise, they Mm -hmm. came out with two Hitman movies. Um, Hitman was a, I don't know how many Hitman there are. How many games? There are five. There's a lot of them. There's There's like five or six Hitman games. And now there's an episodic one they're putting out now. But, with the it came out in 2008 and then there's one that came out last year in 2015 and in both movies it's it's John Woo like you, mm-hmm. the the movies are John Woo like the the hitman's going in guns blazing which you can do if you actually play hitman and you want to play it to the successful rate the game is supposed to be played and the most fulfilling way to play it is you do it completely stealth like yeah. when stuff goes sideways you pull the guns out you kill everybody but for the most part you're choking people out with garrot wire, you're hiding the bodies, putting outfits on, yeah. going in, getting the close kill. If you're doing your job right, no one knows you're Nobody been there. knows you're there. Yeah. And like 
they can put that into a movie and make it thrilling because yeah. that 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 isn't that's tense that's excitement mm-hmm. is somebody going to catch this guy and then just don't let him get caught because when you let him get caught it turns into John Woo yeah and that's what you don't want to do because most people when that happens they reset the level <laughs> so i mean give them give them their John Woo moment at the end because and I mean, ultimately, people are going to want an action movie. But I mean, give him two scenes of Hitman, where this dude is just like masterminding, like Ocean's Eleven stuff, where he comes in and then chokes a guy out, kills him in his like in his uh, in his panic room, and then he makes it out the front door as the flower delivery guy, and everybody doesn't know what just happened. Yeah, like that's what that's what Hitman's all about, and they never get that right. Yeah, and so because I don't think I mean unless you did it right, which is the whole point of what you're saying. Having a movie that's like an hour and a half, two hours of him being really good at his job to start, you know, may not be the most compelling. But then, then you eventually get his back to the wall, and then you have him be the best of what he can do. With maybe at the end, you have like a like a Leon the professional moment where it's like you, you know this guy can do what he says he does. You know what yeah. could have been a good video game movie that is nothing to do with video games that is like that is John Wick. Yes, like if you would have made a game where it was a shoot 'em up like Hitman ish. And John Wick and Max Payne have similar vibes to them. Yeah. Well, Max Payne kind of. Well, Max Payne was a movie, but I'm just saying in terms yeah. of like, got this guy that's just tired of this, doesn't want to do this anymore, gets pulled in for one last bit, and it's just like he just you know you you don't want to wake him up because right. when you do, there's problems. You know? But like in that movie with you know with a lot of the stuff, I mean, you had like what was it, the Continental? Yeah. The the hotel. Yeah, the sanctuary. That was such a great character in itself. That sounds like something in a video game where you go to it, It's and, a hub where you get your hub missions. Where you get your missions. And then like like everything John Wick does is like over the top and it's like it's so simple. It's a simple revenge story. And sometimes that's some of the best video games. But like the way that it was written and done and it didn't really fall flat. It was kind of a sleeper. It's like why can't they get that lightning in that bottle and, and take that bottle over there and put it into Hitman or something But, like but I feel like there's certain there's certain things that people, let's say that you do, um, let's say you do a Hitman movie like John Wick. Not that I'm saying it, but completely different types of action, mm-hmm. right? People would be like, oh, well, he didn't do this. He didn't do this. Like the, people have a checklist in yeah. their mind of what they expect for like the video game they like. Mm-hmm. So my counter argument to that would be, and I, I want to get to what, like some, we'll rattle off some video game movies here in a second and debate them. But, um, not exactly the same thing, but uh, Game of Thrones, I have not read the books. I know we talked about this before about our checking the sources episode. I feel like um, they give me enough there that I can enjoy what I have. But I know there's people that have read the books that are have this checklist in their head of they're expecting this. And that's coloring their interpretation of what they see. So not that I'm saying those are two different mediums, but it's the whole idea of like you want to distill something and give somebody just enough like if they made a Metroid movie, mm-hmm. like Ridley Scott directed it, it would be amazing. That would be so funny. Yeah, it would be right. Only it, because it, that the the villain in Metroid Ridley is named after Ridley Scott. Oh well, there you go. But you got a female heroine, and it's like, and she would be good at what she does. But they, I would, I would do the whole like, um, like Interstellar bounty hunter bit where she has her toolkit to start. Mm-hmm. Forget all that upgrading. I mean, maybe a little bit upgrading as you go along. But the whole thing is like Stranger in a Strange Land. You have your mission to do, and it could be compelling. But I don't need to necessarily the morph ball. I don't need to see some of that stuff. But people but would people be upset. are gonna be upset that they don't have the morph yeah. ball and the bombs and, and the wave ray and the freeze ray. Yeah, like, and you're right. And and unfortunately, like, and I can and I and I hate to kind of side side with Hollywood on this. It's like 
when you're making a movie, it's cool if you can incorporate that in like they did with Resident Evil with that one scene. Okay. But because then you kind of say, hey, fans, here you go. Check this out. You remember this? Yeah. But they honestly need to cater to the audience who knows nothing about that game because like because at the time and then even right now, that's a bigger audience and a bigger draw. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think it's more of a success if you can make a game if you can make a movie about something that already has solid source material that nobody knows anything about, but then you bring them into that world successfully. I think that's successful. Like like you said with Metroid. You don't, you know, so what if we don't have the bombs, if we don't have, you know, the the ball and things like that. The people will remember the important, you know, the, the way that the story unfolded versus like, you know, me going to the movie and playing Metroid and be like, ah, she's the ball. Yeah. You know, like that's not what you take away from it. Same thing with Warcraft. Like I, I've told you because like I, I read the reviews on Warcraft. I'm like, eh, I'm like, it's kind of rocky. I'm like, I'm still going to go see it yeah. because I played the game. Had I not played that game or even played video games and I saw reviews of it, I totally would pass on it. But because I want to see, um, because I want to see what like, um, uh, like Stormwind looks like. I want to see what like uh, the dollar end's going to be there. Too, dollar right? end's going to be. You know, I want to see what uh, the burning uh, the or the the is the burning portal. Uh, yeah. Well, the, the Draenor and then like the you're talking about the yeah, actual the portal. Yeah, when they open it up, I yeah. want to see that stuff come to life yeah. because I you know the played the portal. game the dark, the dark portal. Why oh my it? goodness. Anyway, sorry. yeah. Um, <laughs> Curse us or lack of IQ oh, right now. Oh, no, yeah. Blizzard. But, yeah, yeah I want to see that stuff because, you know, that's that's the draw for me. Now, if it had been a great story, that's even better. I mean, I don't want to get into it about Transformers, but that was one of the things that Transformers was really successful at, the first Transformers. The first one. That's a good point. That's, we, a, that's a good movie to bring up as a comparison. We, we all went to go see Transformers because we love Transformers. Halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, my God, this is a really good movie. How did they do this with cartoon toys? Yeah, like, and, and, but they also they they also kind of. I mean, Michael Bay, Michael Bay doesn't give an f about what people think generally, but he had they they got Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime. Which I'm not saying you have to have every single thing match everything from your childhood. His voice is very iconic for that role. Mm-hmm. If he's available, have him do it. You know, right. and like that really got you in that world the first time you saw him transform and talk. Like, like I remember like the the hairs on my arm. Yeah, like, it was just I like, got went up. It was, like it was crazy. The whole scene where yeah. the Autobots come down, I was goosebumping. The and whole and time. then the whole bit whenever the the the, the police car one like turned into a robot start chasing, you know, no, 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 LaBeouf out the way. Like, yeah. That was it was cool. And then there was little nods here and there, but it it didn't have to have. I didn't need to have every single Transformers thing checked off for me. Yeah. Like they, they gave me, there was a sweet spot in that first movie that was plenty of, you told an interesting enough movie about robots that could change into cars and then fight each other that are from a different planet full of things that could change into things. That was a cartoon that sold toys, but you, you gave me an interesting enough as a movie by itself that even if I never cared about Transformers, I could watch that movie from beginning to end and get what it was about. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a good crystallization of what... That's yeah. right. And that formula, they need to... Whatever they did, maybe it was or the writers, maybe it was the producers who made the calls on things, but like these movies are just always falling flat. And like we've got other ones that are coming up soon. You know, you're going to get a new Tomb Raider movie with uh, X Machina Girl. 
Um, that might be okay. That just, could be okay. Just tell its own story. Don't, you don't have to reestablish the character. Right. Well, because like, you didn't know who Indiana Jones was in the first movie. You just saw Indiana Jones and you got behind him. You got his vibe because well, they did that, that little ten minute beginning part with him going in the small, like the small little yeah. dungeon, not dungeon, whatever the, the Cave, yeah, whatever. And little. then the whole thing weighing the thing and grabbing the idol and running out with the the big stone ball, very iconic. And you got the idea that he was the guy that was smart, but also kind of you know kind of figured it out as he went along resourceful yeah and and we know indiana jones because we grew up with him mm-hmm. but he was a new thing you go to the theater who is this guy i'm all about it i, I need it's all i need for tomb raider give me that little mini mission to begin with that you get her character beats and then you go on and tell me a completely different story i'm cool well with that. You've, you've got assassin's creed coming up too um, yeah I, which I, yeah. I i didn't really ever play assassin's creed i play i played the second one a little bit and then the black flag one a little bit yeah um that, uh, the other thing too with like with like movies like that and just mo- and video game movies in general is I feel like they they're like okay you know this game has so many players or this game has this much draw we're gonna kind of guarantee get that that draw we just need enough money to invest in this movie to maybe pull like another f- four to ten million yeah and then we're good so don't 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 bother paying for this or this or this you know like we'll pay enough money for fastbender we'll pay enough money for like two or three other actors and then like the writing staff you know we'll just get this person in and tell them to kind of like you know sometimes phone it in or whatever and then that's what ends up happening you get an assassin's creed movie that's like subpar look at um prince of persia yeah disney threw a ton of money at Persian persia it's a beautiful movie like they did a good job of all the sets and the cgi and the action and they paid probably gillenhall a ton of money and it's like eh. yeah you know, and that was like the original Prince yeah. of Persia, the Sands of Time. Yeah, and that like, had that had a fun story, and you could have had a story. much more light beat, like light beat, light beat, up, upbeat, upbeat. Yeah, um, like kind of notion to it. But it, so uh, I was going to bring up Assassin's Creed just because I feel like they're keeping it in the world of Assassin's Creed, but Fastbender's character is not associated with anything else in the game so far. I'm okay with that move, but I feel like they're trying to. Um, thread the needle by doing something well this doesn't directly relate to the games but the trailer you're going to definitely see a guy do a swan dive off of a large building back in the past it's like just you know if you're going to do your own thing (laughs) do your own thing things like that too uh, like when i saw that trailer and he did that i was like okay i suspend belief when i play that video game that that bale of hay is going to save his ass not in a movie not a movie no like (laughs) no i unless people were more rigid they they lived through more stuff back then i don't know um so with the Warcraft movie, I uh, to to wrap that up, and then we'll talk about some some video game movies real quick, and then we have our nacho hat. Uh, stay tuned; it'll be fun. Um, I I just want a coherent movie. I know that sounds like sounds like a low bar to be set. Like the look of it, I'm already down for. Um, I found out that actually the guy, like even as much as I wanted the the main composer for Blizzard to do the soundtrack for the Warcraft movie, and his name fails me right now and that bothers me because his his work's amazing. They got the guy who does the music for Game of Thrones to do the music for Warcraft, so I'm excited for that. I feel like the cast is pretty solid. You got freaking um oh um, the Kurgan being one of the orcs, you know uh, Clancy Brown. Like that's going to be there's going to be good moments in it, and I feel like even if it is a bit messy. I have a feeling Duncan Jones is going to try to keep some heart in it. Um, I just, I don't want to come out of it saying, well, you need to know this, this, and this for this to make sense. That's what I want. And I feel like a lot of that's going to happen. And I don't like that. Yeah. And unfortunately, like I said, I think it's too early uh, for when they started this story. I don't know if it needed to be told, 
Um, but I think the as far back they should have went was um, Warcraft three, because uh, I feel like the the Arthas Lich King story is the most compelling thing. Well, it's it's the it's the Darth Vader story. It's, so why yeah. not just do that? And, and people would, Arthas on the big screen would have been scary and interesting. It, I feel yeah. like that would have been a bigger draw than watching the orcs come to um, Azeroth and then try to like whine about a homeland. <laughs> yeah, like. Because honestly, when I played the RTS, like the story was not as compelling enough for me to be like, okay, don't care, building ships. Yeah, <laughs> you're just going to hear mouse clicks. The train, entire train, time in the train movie. more paladins. Yeah. Deo gracia, deo gracia. Yeah, keep going, keep going, click, click, click. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, real quick, uh, video game movies that you, like I was thinking of, like Silent Hill. That was like that was almost Silent there. Hill, the that Silent Hill movie there. Was, was there. I don't the, know. The, that, ending, the ending was kind of shit. I didn't. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. But the first half of that was pretty good. It was good when and she then, gets in there and she's running from Pyramid Head and the the the, the, the nurses. mannequins. Yeah, the nurses. Like, yeah, the, the, they got the whole creepy fog vibe, mm-hmm. and then you hear that sound of that horn. Uh, That's the stuff that translates well because that was cinematic to start, and, and it's very panic-inducing. That was solid. Um, I'm trying to think of some other video game movies that were like that was the one that came to mind though. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like because uh, I know I go back to like Wing Commander, which I've never seen, but I know that was a flop. Mm. Um, I, I feel like is there anything else? I know we talked about Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, uh, Mortal Kombat. I like the first Mortal Kombat a lot. Um, I was a big Mortal Kombat fan though, and and I feel like that movie held up because it was it was kind of B movie quality. Like not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat and, and, it. And Mortal Kombat story is a B movie story. But it story. is a B movie story, but it was it was good and it was fun to get into that world. Yeah. Um you know they the choreographed fights were decent. You know, it was fun to watch. They did it did they did a good job of like throwing the opponents against each other. You know, you had Sonya fight Kano, Liu Kang fought Shang Tsung uh, at one point, Johnny Cage fought Scorpion, and it was just like they gave them their like five ten minute fights, yeah. which was important for the game and the movie. But then it also progressed it, you know, in a sense where it was like, you know, you need to you need to kind of have like, okay, Shang Tsung's trying to take over the world, we got to stop him, yeah, move it from point A to point B. But uh, so yeah, the two uh, I just realized, uh, Wreck It Ralph, which I have the poster up in the. In that's kind of that technically is that's an original though. That's not like a game, a movie based on a game. But it, but, you, but it, it approached a lot of the tropes of games and kind of had fun with mm-hmm. that. But it had it because it didn't have to stick to like I know I know Disney originally wanted to have Mario and Donkey Kong um, be the the main guys because you wanted to have one of them say I'm tired of being a villain, you know. But then Nintendo wouldn't sign off on them. So you got Ralph, who he is the villain, and he wants to change. And you can tell that story because they're original, but you have all this uh, video game stuff around it that colored the world that made it a lot of fun. Like you had Zangief. You had um, one of the zombies from, I don't know which game it was, but you had some of that fun stuff. You had Qbert in there, and that was enjoyable, and it was a good love letter to video games. The other one I was thinking of, too, was Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yes. Like that is such a video game-driven movie with so much in there but it's not about a specific video game. Um, I feel like if we're going to talk about video game movies, we should probably mention Uwe Boll. <laughs> uh, uh, Just in brief, I don't want to get into it too much here. with him. That's why I want to say. Hooray! Hooray denied! So That's Uwe Boll right there. Hooray if, denied. If anybody doesn't know who Uwe Boll is, Uwe Boll is a German director who somehow manages to get his hands on the rights of video game scripts or video game... Well, there was a, ta- there was a loophole in German tax law that he could make these movies for real cheap and, and somehow still make them really profitable. Mm-hmm. And he would just grab franchises that like no one cared about, like uh, uh, Dungeon Siege and Blood Rain. Dungeon Siege, Blood Rain. Postal. 
Postal, um, a couple of Blood Rains, actually. Yeah, a couple of Dungeon Siege movies, too. Um, but he's the opposite. Like, he does not care about the source material and just makes a movie. And so he goes off completely off the reservation and uses the name and a little bit. So he goes the way far direction as opposed to he doesn't care about adhering to anything that made the stuff interesting to start. Yeah. You know, and so... Yeah, it's um, he basically uses the the name of the game as a springboard to get people to watch the movie and yeah. pay money. Yeah, because that's what it is. They also did a really decent job, I want to say, with Final Fantasy movies, because they made uh, they made a Final Fantasy movie in two thousand one, which I like the Spirits of Spirits Within. A lot of people don't like that movie. I like it. I, it was one of the first movies that was like that movie where it was all CGI. It had a very, very, very Final Fantasy feel. The story is very Final Fantasy. If anybody's played Final Fantasy or not, the stories are never continuations of each other. There's a few that are, and they just they recently have, start, started sequels, doing that. Yeah. But they never really made story continuations. But the the Spirits Within was very, very, very Final Fantasy feel. You know, I'm actually going to say this right now. That this is the controversial statement of the night. Final Fantasy Spirits Within is probably my favorite video game movie in the sense that they named it and like kind of like like how you have um how how do you describe it like it was just it was a, a name of like hey this is SquareSoft or Square Films we make Final Fantasy games here's a movie that has similar qualities but it's not a Final Fantasy in the sense of like you've played this before but it's a hero's journey it's a world we made we dumped you in the middle of it and there's all this weird stuff going on that's every Final Fantasy game there's a big world threat people hug at the end I don't know it's like it's very I liked I liked the Spirits Within and they did uh, Advent Children in 2005 yeah which... I mean the second half of that just became a fight scene that got tired some. Yeah, but it was still cool. But it was still cool to see. It was basically it was it wasn't so much a move. It wasn't so much of a movie, more of a uh, just a recontinuation of watching a world yeah. that you liked. So um, yeah, we could go on for this for a while. Yeah, I feel like there's I a lot of legs enough. to this, but I mean, we didn't even um, talk about Tron. Oh, no, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, that no. was <laughs> in the vein of video games, but not yeah. Yeah, the, Tron's cool. Yeah. Um, and I forget about that because it's its own thing. It is its own thing. Yeah, it's not. Um, there wasn't a really a Tron game before Tron. Yeah. So, um, so uh, all right. Please let us know on our Facebook page, Invasion of the Podcast. If what video game movies did you love or hate? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many out there to hate. So. That's true. <laughs> uh, and I and I, I know we I know we missed out on a couple of them. Uh, um, do you love the Legend of Chun Li? <laughs> Oh, Tell, yeah. Let us know about how you like Street Fighter Legend of Chun-Li. Or the Tekken movie that came out. Or The de- um, the Dead or Alive movie wasn't too bad. Oh, I didn't see that. Was it the volleyball one they made? I'm no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like on our Facebook page is up there. We are on Twitter at Invading Podcast. We also have a Gmail address. It's uh, invadingpodcast at gmail.com. Write us a letter. Like, you know. Tell tell me that I'm dumb for liking Final Fantasy Spirits Within. That's fine. I'll still like the movie. Um, I, <laughs> or if you want to write like a like a a fan fiction Space Jam story and include Paul in it, that would be awesome. Yes, that's what I was hoping for. Actually, like, um, please, it just give me. You know what? Actually, you, you everybody. Here's my challenge. Fine. I I always put out these contests. No one does it. This one, so I think someone's going to bite on it. Give me your best Paul Stedman Space Jam fan fiction. Honestly, send it to us, 
And when we do that, I will we'll pick it. We'll, we'll if it's if it's appropriate, we'll read it on the show. We'll share it on the Facebook page. I will give you a prize of fabulous worth. I don't know what it is right now, uh, but we that's my challenge. I just made up made this up, and we'll post it on the Facebook page. Um, I yeah. just wanted to shout out shout out real quick. Speaking of Space Jam, Cavs got their stuff together. They're actually up thirty three sixteen. The game's not over yet. And I know it's, it's 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 hurting me to talk about basketball. No, we're right not going to talk about basketball. Yeah. Um, anyway. and then uh, just other stuff here. Uh, no, we talked about social media stuff. We'll we'll I'll sh- I'll show other things here at the end um so now after all this talk of video games and movies we're going to do some more but we're, we're going to mix it up a little bit nacho nacho man i want to be a nacho man so what we've done here because we've talked about how there hasn't been that many good video game movies so joe and i have challenged each other to have we're, a list of we're going to make your video game movies. yeah we we're, have we're going to cast it we're going to talk about it Yes. Yeah. So we're going to pull a movie title. We have like 10 of them. And then we have some actors. All we're right. going to pull two at a time and then see. And we have some wild cards too. We got so. a wild. We have wild cards in case stuff doesn't really pan out. All right. Yeah. So what's the, what's the first game? Oh, well, this one I was hoping to save for later. God of War. God of War. All right. So uh, Sony Pictures obviously making God of War. Um, and it will star. Pull them out there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh no! Okay. I got on. Amy Schumer. I got Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> yes, Amy Schumer will play Hera. I don't know. Um, uh, who would Amy Schumer play? Uh, Dionysus, which is the goddess of wine. Yeah, she would totally play Dionysus. I don't know if that's a Greek god, but I know it's, a god. Um, it's one of the gods. God, would Daniel Day Lewis play Kratos, or would he play like one of the like? Oh, he would like, play like um, like Perseus, who Perseus Kratos just or, murders, or, or Odin, not Odin. Um, is it Odin? Zeus. Odin's, Zeus. Odin's hey, same the, concept, Odin. different pantheon. <laughs> Odin's the like the Viking god. Could you imagine Zeus. if Daniel Day Lewis like method acted Kratos? <laughs> but I mean, he'd be a good <laughs> Zeus. But like, I wish there was. I know this is probably the typical casting, and I'm sure there's probably better people out there. But like a younger Vin Diesel now as Kratos. Yeah, I think that'd be a solid move. Yeah, because he has the voice and he has mm-hmm. the look. Oh yeah, and, totally. Oh, um, and, and because of Riddick. Like I feel like he would be able to be a good Kratos. Yep. Like oh, that's this this is one. Regardless though, I feel like you could make this a cool movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I don't need every single god fight. Well, you, you know, know like, well it's a revenge story, and revenge yeah. stories always do really well. Oh my, make it like just pulpy and dark and like dark fantasy. Like I know they tried using this aesthetic for the Clash of the Titans remake, and it felt weird for that because mm, yeah. it, it felt like it was trying to channel three hundred and God. But of I mean, War. if you're gonna do God of War, it's got to be a hard R. Yeah, like who, there's. Who who would be Ares? Uh, I want to say Liam oh, Neeson. Ian hey, McShea. Man, oh, he would be good. Yeah. yeah. Or or Liam Neeson. But he was in Clash of well, Titans. Liam, yeah, Liam yeah. Neeson was in... His birthday was just the other day, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, who would who would be Ares, then, if it wouldn't be... Man. I think Ian McShea would be a pretty, pretty badass Ares. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. He, um, and then at the end, when he's fighting Kratos, he just throws a star at him. He's like, where did you even get a ninja, ninja star? Ninja star, you know. <laughs> <laughs> old, old man, young heart. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so um, okay. Oh, all right, next movie we have or video game Castlevania. Ooh, Castlevania, starring Brad Pitt. 
Brad Pitt's oh, a, Simon Belmont. Brad Pitt would be a solid Simon Belmont. And Ronda Rousey. Oh man, but what they cool. would she be a henchman? She'd be a henchman. She would be like a with the right hand man of Dracula. She would be, no, you know what she would be? She would be one of those Medusa heads. Like Ronda oh. Rousey would just come <laughs> in a zigzag pattern at Brad Pitt, See, and then Brad Pitt would be like, "Oh no!" And then she'd knock him off the side of a, pl- a platform. So you're going for literal Castlevania? No, like, I just I was like I don't know like what female characters do they have in Castlevania? I don't know. I think maybe she. How about this? She's like one of the townspeople that lives in the, the village near what Dracula if, and someone killed her family and she wants to seek revenge and she goes along with Brad, with Brad Pitt. Pitt. Or yeah, I that's yeah, what I was gonna say yeah. is Brad Pitt men or student type thing, yeah. vampire hunter. Yeah. I or can maybe do that. maybe she just loads the cart full of all the large crosses he has to yeah. throw in all the holy water. Yep. That's what, what she like, does. Do you need the boomerang axe right now? Nope. And then she puts like a, a like an arm bar on Dracula at the end or yeah. something, you know. Like the fight with Dracula would be like five seconds because she'd strike him once like, and he'd be down. Like Brad Pitt's like, oh no, he got me beat, and then he goes to, and then Dracula goes to punch uh, uh, Simon Belmont, and then she just hits him with some crazy Aikido. Yeah. Like, or oh. would you make Brad Pitt Dracula and then have her Ooh, be like, you know, I like that, like uh, Simone I, Belmont. I want to see. Yep, I would like that. There I would go. like that better because I want to see a, a, a vampire Brad Pitt. Another one, because he was in an interview with the vampire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's already, yeah, it's totally casting. Oh, that's perfect casting. He'll just play Lewis again. He'll that still be, be the same Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be like, oh, it's Louis. And then you get Tom Tom Cruise to show up again. Tom Cruise shows yeah. up as Alucard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I like that. All right. All right. That was a good one. Next one. Oh, this one goes back a little bit. River City Ransom. Okay, so, so Rid- River City Ransom is pretty much like how we just described Double Dragon. That's true. It, it like, Actually, They're, it is. It, it's two friends and a girl gets taken. It's like high school kids. And this one guy who's the head of like one of the like there's all these rival gangs in River City. And it's like kind of like the Warriors, but the high, high schoolers. Yeah, and except for go, they weren't themed at all. It no, was, everybody had, had the same outfits, just different colors. Yeah. So um, who do I have? I have Bill Hader. Oh man, and he'd I be have the principal of the high school. That's all. I'd, I know that right now. Christina Applegate. She'd be one of the teachers in the school too. How about that? Like because the end the end levels was always in the high school. You had to get the top floor. Yeah. So maybe they'd be the ones there. That's like, hey, listen, this kid's just been a dick the entire time. We're going to help you. Here's a bicycle chain. Yeah. You know, or maybe <laughs> maybe they work at the sushi store that you go into the mall, strip mall, eat all the food and get the stat boost. I just want to see all the actors reading the scripts mm-hmm. and they're like, like, why does everyone say barf, barf so much? All the time. Oof, barf. barf. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, I love River City Ransom. That game's so, so silly, but fun. Oh, well, you got to pull. Yeah, a, you got to pull, pull a video game. Yeah, I was going to like in the movie. I in, want that Castlevania movie now so bad. Yeah. Missile Command. Oh, I've See, I picked this one because it's so vague as to what actually would happen. So actor wise, I got Kristen Shaw. <laughs> I have Rob Schneider. Oh man, this is going to be. Do you want a wild card? One of these? No, I don't want to use a wild card on this because I feel like this is going to be a Sandler movie now. No, but Christian Shaw is way too funny for that. No, but, she could get dragged into that. Yeah, I like her a lot. Uh, but Rob Schneider, he's the one working the board. He's watching all these missiles come down. And I, I think Christian Shaw will be the one that she'd be like constantly hounding him the entire time, like at a headset. Like uh, reminding him of like to stay on the target. Like, and, oh, well, like, like Kristen Shaw's in the, the thing that shoots the missiles. Sure. Like have her it'd be the coordinator of like the, the whole the three bases. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just Rob Schneider just being like stressed out the entire time. It's like, listen, you lost the right city. You have two cities left. Rob Schneider's a missile. <laughs> yeah. Rob Schneider's having a bad day. A bad day. Derp, derp, derp. All right. Get ready to grab on your ball. It's going to be a missile command. All right. I have Red Dead Redemption, which I'm glad Rob Schneider wasn't part of that. Yeah. 
And then actor He would have been the comedic sidekick. <laughs> yeah. I've already watched Ridiculous Six. I don't want to go back through that. Oh, well we we lost we lost uh uh, uh Rob Schneider's a comedic sidekick, but now we have Kevin Hart. <laughs> I have Christopher Walken. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. You know what? Christopher Walken would probably be one of the villains. Like not, running like he running would the be, town or something? No, 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 no. Do you remember... Um, How far ahead you're going to go in this game? I'm not going to yeah. go that far ahead. The people that hire Marsden. Oh, at the beginning. The, yeah, the yeah. marshals. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Kevin Hart... Um, I feel like he's always going to be a sidekick no matter what. Yeah. And I don't know if that really applies for Red Dead Redemption. Um, I don't really know if there were any like black characters in that. I know. I there just, were I a just, lot of Mexicans. <laughs> But no, they could squeeze Kevin Hart in there. Sure, and he would. Just Kevin have something. Hart. You know who I'd want to see play Marsden though? Either Hugh Jackman what, what, or what about, Scott Eastwood. What about Bill uh, Bill Paxton? Bill Paxton. Yeah, he was the voice of Marsden in the game. Was he really? Yeah. Wow. Go back and listen. Like he does a really good voice performance of that. Like it's. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I love Marsden. Marsden was such a like it, it, so much that when I was playing GTA Five and that was like one of the parent choices, I was like, "Heck yeah, I'm going to be related to Bill or John Marsden." That's funny. All right, I'm going back deep again here. Uh, the Adventures of Bayou Billy, which Oof. was an NES game, mm-hmm. which had like a guy who was basically Crocodile Dundee, also going after to save his girlfriend because back then that's what happened. Yeah, you played a lot of video games. Like I think NES sets you up to think that your girlfriend was going to get kidnapped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have Brian Cranston. I got D- Danny Trejo. Oh, this would be good. Yeah, like, I, but would he be Bayou Billy? Would um, I think I want Trejo as Bayou Billy. I want Billy. I want Brian Cranston as the villain. No, like the rich Trejo's old guy's got to be the villain. Okay, he's more menacing looking. I know, but I just like, but I just think of Machete, and it's like he's a scary dude, and have him out in the swamps. And what if he's like, what if what if Treyu's like the sidekick character who's also a machete wielding knife person? Sure, like that, I want to see. I want to see a buddy. Uh, Outback revenge movie with there Brian Cranston go. and Danny Trejo. The Adventures of Brian Cranston. All right. So, all right. What else we got here? <laughs> I have Paperboy. Paperboy starring Jennifer Connelly. And Tina Fey? Is it, we're going to wildcard one of these? Let's wildcard this. Okay. Um, I'm not going to use my wildcard, though. <laughs> well, no. I can't think of what I... Who did you pick for your wildcard? Sean Connery. Whoa! Oh, wait. Okay, okay. All right. So Sean Connery, Tina Fey, and and Jennifer Connelly are on Paperboy. Yeah. So I'm gonna have Sean Connery just be that angry neighbor. No, no. Connery is the the J. Jonah Jameson of the paper company. <laughs> the angry. He's like the villain. Like he's, he's like, coming down. Like people aren't buying these papers because you keep missing houses and also getting chased by a lawnmower. Right. And- Tina Fey is the mom of the Paperboy. Okay. And then Jennifer Connelly is the hot milf neighbor. There, there you go. I like it. But I like Sean Connery's. It's like, listen, you got it. You got to hit the targets, and then also you got to yeah. hit the ramp at the end, and also watch out for the zombies in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah Stop be- going through the construction zones. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was my wild card. I thought that was a good one. That was a good one. All right. Yeah, yours is yours better than mine. All right, Fallout. Fallout. Just, I mean, we're. I know we've a lot of fallouts. Yeah. Oh man. Meryl Streep. <laughs> Fallout starring Meryl Streep and Will Ferrell. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, well, Will Ferrell's teeth already, already looks like he's an apocalyptic wasteland anyway, so that, that makes sense. Oh, who would Will Ferrell play? A super mutant. 
like yeah, a, like he, a really well spoken. He super would mutant. play. He would play a really good super mutant. Like and, he would play one of the leaders of the super mutants. Yeah, and the Meryl Streep would be like the leader of one of like the resistance people. Or she something. would be like somebody in the railroad. Yeah, like yeah. she would just rally the troops. And, yep, she'd be like a synth, one of yeah. the next gen synths. Oh, who's that, like, yeah, yeah, I like it's that. a good follow yeah. movie. I like it. I like it. All right. Then, also, guys, if if you like this little game and you want to chime in and be like, no, you guys need to add this person to this movie. Throw us an actor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to be a CGI affair, but Battletoads. Who do we have starring in the Battletoads movie? <laughs> Leslie Jones, which I think is the greatest thing ever. And just, Charlize just, Theron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are they voicing the Battletoads? Uh, I guess so. I don't them? really know because all the other villains are rats. I think Leslie Jones shows up right before the speeder bike level and just, just kicks down all the barriers and says oh hell no we're not doing this yeah and, and saves the day for the battle toads what if or or maybe like Charlize theron is like one of the rat characters and she's the villain and she has like a metal arm and her head shaved yeah no um she's that's a weird that's just a weird thing i don't know how i feel about that a lot. Yeah. all right yeah. um that's how the nacho hat works yeah you just you know you're at the mercy of it in the last game because you know we've been Hankering to talk about it is Overwatch, which I don't know what kind of movie you'd make out of this, but our actors All right, are... so we're going to have to use the wild card with this, too. Okay. So, okay. I have Ooh. Matt Damon. And I have Christoph Waltz. Yes. And hold on. Okay, so who would... Matt Damon would probably play Soldier 76. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Or he... No, he couldn't play Reaper. Reaper, Reaper seems like he's... He's like... He's got a Latino in him. <laughs> Why? Well, because well, he's he's good, he's pretty olive skinned and dark haired. I mean, he could be Greek. Well, no, because actually, all the heroes of Overwatch are from different countries. Yeah. So Soldier seventy six does seem like he's like the fallen Captain he's, America. He's Captain America. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Uh, and then I have Christoph Waltz. Okay. Uh, who would Christoph Waltz play? Oh, he would voice Reinhardt. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, or he uh, could he could be Reinhardt. Yeah. Because like really, the only thing Reinhardt is is that that Big shell suit, yeah. and he's got the head oh i would love to see a christoph waltz reinhardt and then as the uh as the wild card nick offerman nick offerman oh, he'd be mccree you just have him voice mccree and just be deadpan and just like total like super serious yep. western man yep yeah. i would almost say offerman could be reinhardt i think he's got, the, he's got more <laughs> you, just, look. you just see him shoulder charge off to breakfast like off to bacon and eggs and i said all, all the bacon, bacon and, and eggs, eggs. Yes. He's he's got his shield. His whole shield is covered in breakfast meats. Yes, he's just eating off of that giant oh, shield. I just want to watch that movie. No, um, but Overwatch is a movie though. It's like it's so the, the game's really new, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it more because that game game has its hooks into me hard right now. Um, but you get hints of the story while playing the game a little bit. I've already had to dig deep into the lores and the wikis just to just to kind of just get, to yeah. feed that need to know. Because like I remember like when you get the Origins edition, you get the uh, Reyes Black Watch Reaper skin. Yeah, Reyes, which is Reaper. So yeah, Reaper before he becomes yeah. Reaper. So yeah. then I was like, I got to find out what was going on with Reaper before he became Reaper and all this other stuff. Yeah, it's, I think an Overwatch movie right now would be a, a tall task because there's twenty. Did you watch all the CG things? They Not did? all of it yet. I'm going to dig into it a little. Yeah, later. some of them are pretty cool. Like the I watched one, the brothers one. That the, I was going to say the one where Genji and Hanzo, where Hanzo finds out who Genji is. Mm-hmm. That that one's really cool. The dragons face off. Yeah. So I mean, uh, but I just as a movie though, I don't know what you do. Do you tell the story like the story? before the game about the the big fight that brought them all together i think you can tell the story of them forming back together okay because i think the characters become way more interesting after they're broken up okay because it clearly seems like that they're mostly all mercenaries or they go their separate ways 
because like a lot of the the art and lore and stuff show them like in uniforms and things like you know farah had a completely different outfit she wasn't in the giant mech suit with the rocket launcher you know and and like in symmetra she went to work for is it volskaya industries one of the maps yeah Yeah, i dug way into the my bad so who, who would voice winston in the the live action um, I want to see Kelsey Grammer just because I think it would be amazing to have him. That would be a good... But he's already been Beast, so it feels like that's the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. You would need somebody with a good, like, f- friendly yet authoritative voice. That's... I know. Like, uh, I don't know who that would be. I mean, you could probably have Nick Offerman do it, actually. <laughs> just get, a, like, a happier Ron Swanson. That'd be perfect. A, hap- a happier Ron Swanson. Yeah. That's that's a... That's a good mental image. Just a lot of sax, yeah. saxophone, a lot of breakfast foods, but yeah. Anyway, that's that's our that's our attempt there at our our, our nacho hat sorting of a uh, look awesome. for those movies yeah. in the near future. Yeah, so um, we're gonna wrap it up here. We went a little long. It was a good discussion. Our, our news went long as you know as usual, and then um, our, our main topic. I, I was really happy with how it turned out. So that was good. Uh, so please hit us up on the Facebook, on social media. I'm going to shill uh, right now for um, check out Radio Violenta. Uh, they had a new episode this week, so check them out. Also, Kevin and I uh, have another episode of Strange Highways coming up. We just recently watched um, The Escape Clause, which did not have any Santa Claus stuff in it. Um, but it was had my it's my favorite episode so far. The Twilight Zone we watched. There's a guy in there that played the devil and he was amazing the entire time. Um, so please check that out. That'll be coming later this week as well. Um, yeah, and that that's that's my shilling for other things. Uh, again, um, have a good week. I'm sure next week we're going to talk probably about the Warcraft movie. Maybe not nah, the whole thing, but just like thing. just a little, like a little like bit how we felt about it. Review. Yeah. Who knows what's going to pop up next week? Probably some more Overwatch. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, all right, that's going to do it for us this week. Have a safe week, and um, I, I insert really cool catchphrase here. Oh, yeah. Here's what we should do. Yeah. Tell two friends about the podcast. Oh yeah, and then they tell two friends, and then they tell two friends, and then they tell two and friends, and they tell two, and so on, and then they and tell so two friends, on. And, and so on, on. and so on. And so on.